A quick disclaimer before we get into this episode, this was recorded at the beginning of the summer, long before Conquest VR had decided their final pricing. So we're going to leave the pricing a mystery as it was to us at the time of recording, and I will reveal it at the end of the podcast for all of you. Welcome to VR Tech Talk on the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In VR Tech Talk, we sit down with VR hardware producers, accessory designers, and more to discuss their newest creation. This week, we're sitting down with Raghu Bathina, Conquest VR's CEO. Raghu, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, guys. Hey, Jay. Hey, Nat. Happy to be here. Looking forward to telling you more about what we do at Conquest VR. That's really awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing it, too, and thank you once again. Uh, while we're saying thanks, of course, we need to thank our sponsor of the podcast, Asterian Products, if you don't know them. Also a VR accessory maker. They make beautiful VR headset stands called the Aura. If you check them out on Amazon, make sure you use our code FULLDIVE10 to get yourself another 10% off on their products. Thank you again for coming on. You've shared with us some details about your upcoming VR audio solution. For listeners who have never heard, can you summarize your product? Sure, yes. So at Conquest VR, what we make are audio solutions to make uh, virtual reality experiences more immersive. So um, specifically, uh, our first product is uh, headphones designed specifically for virtual reality uh, hardware. Um, These are headphones that add on to existing VR headsets, such as the Oculus Quest 2, uh, the first Quest, uh, Pico Neo 3, and several other uh, VR headsets. And by adding our headphones to these headsets, the end user gets a much more immersive, complete experience of of whatever experience they may be uh, currently in. That's awesome to hear because if if those of you out there who listen to the podcast or those of you who follow my channel, you know that I think the Quest 2 audio that it comes with is just, it's not sufficient to really draw you into a game. It doesn't get loud enough. The bass just is not there. So I'm curious, was it was it the Quest 2 that led you to this or is audio something that you've been passionate about? What kind of brought you here? So as a team, we've always been passionate about audio. So um, our background um, is, is doing VR experiences. We've been doing this for about four years. Uh, we have a separate software group that does experiences. And, um, you know, to see the headphones drop off on the Quest 1 was a bit of a disappointment um, from the original Rift. And then uh, they continued the same path with the Quest mm-hmm. 2. And that's when we kind mm-hmm. of we said, okay, we got to do something about this. And we were already kind of brainstorming and mm-hmm. said, okay, if we can design the ultimate headphones to solve this problem, what would they be? Um, because, you know, as so many, you know, uh, George Lucas and others have said, the audio is half the experience. So it's, it's, it wasn't there. So that, that's kind of what inspired us, really. Uh, although the audio is sufficient, it's okay. Um, it just wasn't giving the full immersive experience. Uh, and we wanted to kind of address that. Right. That's awesome. And I know that I have been a bit disappointed with the audio in the quest, especially um, coming from the first headset that we were in was the PSVR that has excellent audio and um, great Great stereo stereo audio. audio. So I'm really glad that you guys are working on this. Um, (laughs) Another question for you. What sets your audio solution apart from others that we've seen? Yes. So as you know, uh, in the, 
we'll use a quest as an example. And when I say quest, I'm referring to quest two or the original quest. Um, the audio comes out of really small little transducers that are built into the audio, the, the head strap. Um, and they're about two inches away from the ear. Um, so that in itself, um, you lose uh, quite a bit of the bass. Plus you allow, allow a lot of outside sound to come in because your ears are not protected. Um, so, so that has its issues and we've already, you know, kind of, uh, accepted that, um, because, uh, it's subpar. I think that's why Meta has, um, provided the headphone jack, right? The 3.5 jack. So you can add something else to it. So you can add earbuds, you can add over the ear headphones, um, etc. So we saw those solutions and, and we felt that there was something lacking um, in the sense, in, in, a, in a couple different ways. One is uh, it, they weren't integrated in the sense that, you know, there's still like an additional something you're putting on every time. And, and it's a very clunky kind of experience. I've tried to play games with uh, over the ear headphones and inevitably it slips, especially if you start sweating and um, and then when you're taking it off, it becomes like this puzzle of what to take off first, which plug to unplug. And, and so um, we felt that we can do better. And so we've come up with a solution which is integrated. So it actually clamps on to the side of the VR headset. I think that's a big differentiator. Um, we spent a lot of effort on the mechanical design so that it, it's, it fits gracefully on any ear, head, shape, size. Um, and then, frankly, the electronics and the driver itself are designed specifically for immersive audio. Um, and it's just an amazing uplift in the experience. Yes. It's, that's interesting because you mentioned a few things here that I kind of want to talk about. Uh, the Quest 2, I've tried a lot of audio solutions. I'm not an audiophile personally, but I do appreciate at least what I think seems to be like good audio from my untrained ear. And in testing different headphones, and different speakers, it seems almost as if the Quest 2 3.5 jack doesn't output enough power to push big mm -hmm. drivers or something just seems off because I try like my headphones that I use in normal gaming and I put them on my Quest and they just don't sound nearly as good. Is that something you can enlighten me at all that in your testing, does the Quest 2 have an issue with power or is this just the headphones I've used? Um, yeah, I think the Quest 2 is the 3.5 jack and the digital to audio uh, converter that's inside the headset. Um, I'd say it's kind of middle of the road. It, there, there's nothing really wrong with it, um, but, um, but you're right. Yeah, the output necessarily isn't, isn't high enough. Uh, maybe you have a better experience just with your mobile phone, right? Maybe that sounds better. Um, but what we did specifically to address that issue um, what you can do is the uh, efficiency of the driver can determine how loud it's going to sound. And the driver is basically the speaker that's inside the can, the ear cans. Um, so we, we specifically have designed a very highly efficient driver. In fact, when you use our headphones, we recommend that you start at half volume um, <laughs> because it, it can get really loud. I mean, you can actually hurt your ears and that, that may be, that may sound exciting because you haven't had that experience where it's yeah. so loud enough, but like, man, like synth rider or some of these boom, boom, boom games, it, it can get really loud. Um, or yeah. Yeah. So That's yes, it's the efficiency of the driver. It's the efficiency of the driver. It's the, um, th uh, thickness of the diaphragm that's on the speaker that determines how much, uh, you know, how much power you need to drive it and move it. Um, and ours is a very, 
very delicate, uh, highly efficient driver that delivers a lot of sound. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And that, that sounds like that would really do it because I've had bigger drivers off your speakers and then you can just tell something isn't moving fast enough or strong enough to put out the kind of bass you're looking for. So that excites me about the solution. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And you're, so you're talking about how it sounded really good, especially in some of those games that has bass in them, which sounds really great. Um, we heard you were at the augmented world expo this year. Um, what were reactions that people had to your product? Yeah, I, I think there was a lot of surprises, a lot of surprise reactions. Um, uh, what, one of the things that was interesting was that people said, oh, that looks kind of heavy. You know, I, you know, they said, well, I wasn't sure when I put it on, but when I put it on, it's, it's not heavy at all. It just kind of blends right in. Um, uh, that's also because of the design, our design, the headphones are back weighted. So it actually ends up lifting the headset a little bit in the front. So nice. that pain we all know, we're all familiar with, with wearing VR on your, uh, you know, just under your eyes, um, right. isn't there, or it actually reduces a little bit. Um, the other, other, uh, reaction is just that this is so much more immersive, you know, uh, Beat Saber is just so much more fun. The base is there and, and it's just a lot more fun. Um, and, and, uh, we also had created an experience to demonstrate it, you know, with like a rainstorm and a train in a subway station and stuff. Um, and they said, my God, I thought I was going to get run over by the train. It was so realistic. So oh I think God. the realism really came through. And the other really uh, side effect of being in a trade show where, you know, how trade shows are. And this is a big cement, massive floor with, you know, 50 foot ceilings lot of echo and everybody's playing music and trying to get crowds to come to there. Even with that, uh, I think we have enough of a passive noise cancellation that people were able to just kind of go into their experience and not be disturbed by the outside. I think that's that for us was a, a real, uh, we were worried about that, right? How do we deal with all this extra sound? Um, but they're like, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I didn't, I couldn't hear the, you know, anything outside. Uh, I, oh, I'm sorry. One last thing, which was really important because some of the people who run um, uh, location-based entertainment centers mm -hmm. came to test it out because audio and, you know, the whole thing is important. One of the interesting things for them is that the audio shouldn't leak out of the headset and bother people who are also in the experience. Like suppose you're doing a Ghostbuster or a Star Wars and there's four of you walking along. You, you don't want cross noise disturbing each of you, right? And um, even when it's loud and you can hear it, people even just six inches away can't hardly hear anything. Um, so that was kind of nice as well. So it's keeping audio from getting in, unnecessary audio, and it's keeping your experience from leaking out. Great. Yeah, that's really nice because we uh, play a lot of games that are like multiplayer and sometimes we play them at home. home. And so, so we'll sometimes get where we're trying to play something together and we'll be hearing each other and it's like, eh, we'll be hearing like the echo of the voice and it's annoying. So that that sounds really nice. Uh, one thing that made me think of if these are on the ear headphones, if they're really blocking out sound, I know sometimes people have a little bit more of a motion sickness issue when their ears are totally cut off from the outside. Did you see any of that with anyone that tried the product, anyone getting any motion sickness or anything like that? No, um, we didn't see any motion sickness. Um, in terms of how they fit on the ear, they're not over the ear headphones. So they don't okay. kind of, you know, over the ear has this effect of kind of closing you out completely and kind mm -hmm. of creates like almost a vacuum inside. Um, uh, and also it's a heat sink. So you sweat a lot. These are actually 
on ear. So they just hit sit gently oh. on the ear. So we didn't see um, any of those kind of uh, issues. Right. It's also always nice to hear that it's not causing more heat or sweating because, yeah. you know, when you get into those active games like Beat Saber, Super Hot, things like that, it's always nice to have less stuff causing the heat on you. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. The ears are a heat sink. That's kind of where a lot of heat disappears. And that's why when people get angry or they're running, their ears heat up, they're red. It's just a natural biological mm -hmm. way, a system. And if you cover it up with over the ear headphones um, and you're active, you know, when you're just listening to music, it's great. But if you're actively running or playing table tennis or whatever you're going to be doing in VR, uh, poof, it, it gets pretty nasty pretty fast. So mm -hmm. we specifically avoided that in two ways. One is by making them uh, on ear. Also, we have this technology uh, called Audio Adapt, which means that they actually don't have to press hard on your ear. See, another complaint that we heard about is if you have on ear headphones, um, they actually press your pinna down to your skull. And after about 15 minutes, it starts to hurt, right? Um, and then you're like, oh man, I got to take these off. So here we actually just sit just gently on the ear and this audio adapt technology actually means that the bass doesn't drop off. Typically if the headphones not sitting clamped on your ear, you, you, you lose the bass here. It can be just gently on the ear and you still get great bass and great volume. So I, I think you'll like it. I mean, I use it for like, um, you know, boxing, um, thrill of the fight type, you know, exercises and it, it's great. Yeah. I, and yeah. You get pretty sweaty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've had a lot of talk here about open back headphones. Some parts of the industry seem to be leaning more towards off ear audio solutions. We've seen that with the valve index, the HP reverb G2, and even like the rebuff reality, which is a very expensive uh, aftermarket headset that can fit on anything. They all sit off of your ears. Was mm -hmm. there any reason that you chose to have them gently pressing on the ears instead of completely off? Um, two reasons. Um, one is if you're going to do off ear, um, you need to kind of have a separate amplifier to drive them, which means they have to be powered um, or charged. Uh, like the uh, rebuff reality ones have to be charged separately, you know? So, uh, and then, uh, of course, with the valve index and uh, the reverb, they ha it's built in. The charging is built in because it's integrated mm -hmm. into the headset. Uh, and then those are anyway um, uh, tethered, right? They're tethered headsets. Um, um, but um, yeah, we wanted to avoid that. We wanted to avoid the user having to do one more thing. Um, so with our approach being on ear, they're like essentially like regular headphones. All you have to do is plug them into the 3.5 jack and as long as your VR headset has power, they're going to work. Um, and the second thing really has to do with um, allowing other sounds to come in, right? When they're off ear, they're still, you know, half an inch away from your ear. You are going to hear cars driving by or somebody, you know, opening the door or whatever it might be. So we wanted to give a more complete immersion and, and that's, you can do that when you're sitting on the ear. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because I know in some homes it's totally fine. Like I, in this padded studio, I don't mind having an off ear cause there's not going to be any outside noise, but if you want to play VR in the living room and kids are playing around and stuff, you're, you're going to have a hard time getting immersed because of that. So I definitely Thanks. think some people may still prefer something where they can hear easier what's going on in case they have to like watch their kids while they're playing. But I think there are a lot of people like me who really want to get fully immersed when they play and are going to prefer something that provides that maximum level of immersion. 
So, so, so one, just one comment on that. Um, so one of the interesting things as part of the design, so there is something we call the pivot, which basically, um, if you think about it, regular headphones clamp onto your ears from above your head. And mm -hmm. the clamping or the pressure on your ears is what keeps the headphone staying on your head. If that mm -hmm. pressure is not there, they, they would just fall off, right? Yep. Um, in our scenario, because we're actually attaching to the side of the VR headset, mm -hmm. you don't need to clamp down on your ears to keep the headphones on. Does that make sense? It's clipping onto the side of your VR headset. The head strap of the VR headset takes care of the you know, stabilizing of the headphones. So what we have is a feature that it's, it's an on-off ear pivot. So you can actually pivot them slightly off ear if you wanted to. Mm. If you really wanted to make sure and hear a, a baby crying or somebody nearby, you know, or your pet or whatever it might be, you can actually pivot a little bit off ear. Uh, I'm not saying it's as good as an off ear. I'm just saying in terms of a use case, you could take it half an inch or, you know, a quarter inch off your ear and, 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 and it's, it'll hold in that location because it's not, it doesn't need to clamp down. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. There's other headphones currently that there's some ability kind of, so people are familiar with that idea. Obviously, if you put them way off, you might lose some of the sound quality, but I yes. like that you have that. We have a picture here that you sent us. So something I want to bring up that is a slight concern for me personally, I yes. see where it hooks onto the Quest. And yes. for me, I use a head strap that kind of takes that same spot up because that's it's a halo strap that it hooks on. Yes. And have you tested it with halo straps? How did it do? We've tested it with halo straps. Um, we've tested it with the Kiwi strap. Who mm -hmm. makes the halo strap that you use? Uh, Bobo VR makes one, Bobo but I mean, VR. there's tons of them, yeah. There's tons of them, right? Um, yeah. The beauty of it is, uh, I mean, I just, oh, so maybe the ultimate example is, th this also works with the Rift S. Um, okay. If you know the Rift S, it's got a big halo on top, right? Mm -hmm. You can't clamp anything. So we actually clamp on to the back part. If you know, there's like a really thin, there's like a yeah. little part that, the, the thin part, right? That That's yep. right behind your head. Because our, the way that the uh, headphones work, they can just rotate full uh, 180 degrees. So you can okay. actually wear them straight down. If you clamp onto the back, you can actually wear them straight down. Um, so uh -huh. I, I hope that explains it. You, there's multiple places where you can clamp it on. Um, that that does explain that. And I think that's really wise because that will open up the market. I mean, new new headsets come out and you probably can find somewhere on a headset to clamp it. So I was yes. concerned when I saw the picture and that definitely fully answered. No, no, we that. thought about we did we did test immediately because I, I know those are quite popular and, and many mm -hmm. people prefer uh, second, you know, other companies other than the ones that Meta puts out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like the the meta audio is terrible. Also, the head straps are terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so this sounds like an amazing, amazing product that a lot of people are going to really love. Do you have a projection for the price point? Um, we haven't finalized the price yet. Um, we, we should be soon. Obviously, we're going to be shipping soon. So we should be soon. But uh, we don't have an exact price, but it's a premium product. I, I don't think it, it won't be like, um, it's not a commodity product. I think it's, we really are targeting for people who want to get the ultimate, you know, experience, you know, they, they want to get the real gaming experience. And just like we do, just like with headphones and audio, when you're listening to good music, there's average headphones and there's good headphones. We're kind of in the good headphones category. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. As, as someone who's bought many sets of headphones, 
I hear that and it it kind of gets me a little concerned because I know the headphones can be very cheap and they can be wildly expensive. Do you think this will at least be less than a hundred dollars? Can you tell us that? It'll be more it? than a hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that doesn't surprise me. I know that like the rebuff reality, I think they're like 160. So I think as long as you come in under their price, then it definitely will make sense more because they're kind of known as like if you want the really good ones, but it's a really, really intense price for a lot of people who paid three hundred dollars for their headset. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that. You're keeping that in mind too with you've already got four patents pending on this and you're talking about potentially a late July release. Do you think you're on track for that this summer? Do you think it's going to be further out or sooner? It'll be the summer. Um, even the ones we showed in um, at AWE are from from the factory. They're, they're pre-production units coming straight off the floor. So um, yeah, we, you know, uh, it, it will be the summer. Yes. Have you had any... Um issues or do you think you'll have any issues with production with all these um you know production delays and things like that that we've been having post covid um we've been fairly blessed so far um i think there could be potential issues with shipping um but we're trying to figure out how to get around that so the first you know thousand units at least we can probably fly them in um but um so far it hasn't really impacted us, at least in terms of our early samples. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, and uh, looking at the picture here, is there an RGB light um, on <clears throat> there somewhere? Oh, is it like the logo where the logo yeah. is, like in the yeah. this this part over here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's kind of a no. It's not it's not an RGB light. Um, it's basically a logo disc that uh, is customizable. So, oh. yeah, yeah. So users can um, put whatever design they want there. I mean, we send it with five different designs of, of the Conquest logo, um, but you could put, uh, you know, a Star Wars or an Angry Bird or, you know, whatever you want, your, your favorite uh, VR game. And they're very easy to create. We kind of explain, you know, give the instructions. You literally have to print it out and then cut it and then it's... Um, it's it's all doable. You can do it at home, or you can print it at your local printer if you want higher quality. And interestingly, when you put it inside, there's a little disc that you put it inside, and then you clip it on. It, it looks like it's a you know a plastic custom made thing. The effect is quite impressive. Yeah, but the idea is to let people make their own thing. Yeah, to to have their own look. Um, and we even foresee because also uh, as you might imagine, uh, we spoke to several businesses who are interested using this for enterprise applications, they'd like to have a company logo or the training company's logo or, you know, whatever yeah. you on there. Yeah, that makes sense. I think about already seeing that. I'm like, I'm wondering what the dimensions are so that I can get, you know, the channel logo, get two of them and mm. put them in each side. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. unique idea because I assume from the picture it was going to be just your logo, but the fact that you're allowing people to kind of make it their own a little bit, I think that's really neat. Yeah, I yeah, know. So, at, at AWE, we had, we had the AWE logo. We had something from the Avengers. We had a Batman logo. We had nice. all kinds of fun stuff there. Yeah, that's that's really fun. Uh, something that strikes me whenever I'm dealing with anything I want to put on my headset is I want to make sure that I don't end up with a mess of cables. Is this going to come with some hooks or some clamps or something to kind of keep that cable really tidy? Yes, yes, yes. It comes with um, a couple uh, Velcro straps, so you can strap it to the um, the head, uh, the headset, VR headset itself, 
Plus, uh, I think in the picture I sent you, it's a little hard to see, but there is a, um, uh, I don't think you can see in the video, but there is a, there's a cable management slot uh, above each of the, where, where it clips on. Okay. Um, so you can kind of tighten it onto either side. So it's not flopping down. Mm, um, that's really nice. And, and it's a, it's a three, um, uh, what do you call it? The, the wire, it has three endpoints, right? So the shortest one connects into the VR headset, and then the next in length connects to the left side, and the longest one connects to the right side because it has to go over and around. Um, but we've given, we've had to give a little bit of room because people will be connecting it in different places depending yep. on the kind of, you know, so we, so there's a little bit of uh, freedom to it. But I think um, in our how-to section on our website, once it goes live, we will show creative ways in making it as less uh, visible as possible or less. Yeah. That's, that's nice. I think that it, it definitely seems like you've had a passion and you've put love and thought into this product. So I'm very excited. Uh, for all of you out there listening, we will be getting some samples of this, reviewing and testing them out. So we will have some updates for you later this summer. Is there anything about this product we feel that you haven't feel you feel we haven't covered or something else you're working on you'd love to share with our listeners while we're here? Um, I think the other thing I want to just say is, oh, is a couple of things. One is that we at, at, at the show, we also tested it with Vario, the Vario headset, and it worked perfectly. And nice. we also tested it with the HTC Vive 3. Is it Focus 3 or Vive 3? I forget. But the latest one that's come out. The one that's like a Quest. It's fully wireless. It's fully wireless, very high end. I, actually, this is the one that doesn't have headphones. Um, okay, and some yeah. of the location-based uh, guys are using it. Uh, it, it, yep. it has, again, it has a strap and you can clamp on and you, you telescope it downward uh, and it fits. I think the other key thing, which we haven't mentioned we talked about it being a little bit premium audio is we're high res certified um, okay. high res certification is is basically the japan is a japan audio society which was started by sony some 15 years ago uh tests and verifies if the audio frequency range goes all the way to 40 kilohertz um and so we are we are high res certified so um, and again, if you look for high res certification, it's premium headphones that have that. So we're excited because it gives the VR user, because one is the boom, boom, Beat Saber and Synthrider type stuff or Pistol Whip, but there's also a lot of really nice, beautiful things you can hear, like VR movies, which have a lot of subtleties, you know, mm -hmm. like I was playing this game in Death Unchained, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Right. And so you have the arrow, the bow and arrow. And, and, and then the interesting thing is you can hear the zombies, when they start coming, you can hear their foots, foot kind of scraping on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really advantageous to know which side they're coming from as soon as possible, yeah. right? And, and with these headphones, you pick up that real subtleties of that, you know, and then you're like, uh, you know, you can react to it uh, really well. So that high res, uh, you know, I think is something important. That, that people mm. will appreciate. I am so excited to try this out because I've really been missing that quality audio and the quality like um, location-based audio that yes. the PSVR had. Yeah. And oh, I'm just so excited. I think You're it's gonna- You're gonna love it. You're gonna, have you ever played so Vader Immortal? Have you ever played the game yes. Vader Immortal? Mm -hmm. You know the, the dojo practice when the orbs are flying around? And mm -hmm. then they make a sound before they sh they fire at you. Do you, you know that? I'm saying they go red yeah. and, and then they shoot. When they're behind you, it's really hard to figure out that they're behind you, right? Here, you actually hear it and, and you'd be surprised. You, you actually get better 
at, at blocking those, uh, those lasers when they come at you. So as an example, yeah, that's great. That's, that's, there's a question here that I'd like to ask us is probably gonna be more for our audio files out there, but I'm really curious to try your headset with the PSVR because something Sony did was they (laughs) patented their own 3d binaural audio system for the psvr but what was weird about that was it didn't have anything to do with any set of their headphones their audio this was pre-headphone audio patenting that gave you the ability to not only tell if it's coming from the left or right but you could almost tell that sound came from 10 feet to my two o'clock position you could really feel that is that something that we're going to kind of notice on this with like a quest 2 or is that something that has to be designed before the headphone jack um, no, I, I think you, you will notice it. Um, the, uh, I, I think what's happened uh, is a lot of uh, fantastic audio spatializers have, have come into the market. Uh, not everybody uses them, um, but you know, um, you have the, the native Oculus plugin, you have the Steam Audio SDK. Um, there's a resonance one, there's a company called Deer VR, which makes a fantastic audio spatializer. So it's not that you'll recognize it in every experience because sometimes audio for the for the VR game developer is the last thing they do. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of, oh, we got to get the audio going and make sure it's good. But people who understand audio and, and have it from the beginning and they use these spatializers, you'll see it. You can you can experience it even in uh, in the in the uh, you know the current Quest headset. You know, certain experiences like notes on blindness. Um, and, mm-hmm. and other ones which really emphasize the audio, you, you will hear that. And in fact, we created one called um, Face Your Ears, which is free. It's, it's on um, App Lab, uh, where we actually have a piano and you can use your joystick to move to different locations from the piano in front of, to the side and all that, but also further away from it. And then, you know, do you hear it further away? Can you tell that it's further away? Do you hear the reverb off the walls? All these things actually are possible. The software is there. The spatializing so- spatializer software is there. Uh, it just has it just has to be used more. And it could be that in the Sony, um, their software, you know, uh, that maybe the way that the software is made, they just use it more. Yeah, they use Did those. You say face your fears like in scared or ears as in ears on your head. Ears. It's just a play on face your fears. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're just playing. Okay. We, we love face your fears. So <laughs> I love that too, but I'll, we'll, we'll have to get a link in the description in the show notes yeah, to that experience sure. as well. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Uh, the picture looks great with the Quest 2. It looks like it matches the color perfectly. For people who have a black headset, is there going to be a black edition of this? Um, not yet planned. Yeah, no, okay. no plans for that yet. If there's enough demand, yeah, why not? I, I don't think it's a big deal. But yeah. Nice. Yeah. And this is something I'm really excited to ask you about. So we've seen you've been reaching out to new markets for VR applications, including the medical field. Can you tell us about how VR can help patients and staff in hospitals and doctors off? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is kind of a very different question from the rest, yeah. but, <laughs> but why not? Yeah. So yeah, we started out in the medical field creating VR software um, we continue to do this for uh, medical device companies. Um, two, uh, a couple of applications we've been involved with. One is helping patients deal with uh, painful procedures um, where, for example, if you're getting an angiogram done, you're on the cath table and it's not only pain, but you're also very anxious mm-hmm. because certain procedures, they, don't, uh, they won't give you full anesthesia. So you're actually awake. 
and you're hearing the doctors talking and you can, you know, we can sense stress if the, <laughs> and you're like, oh man. So um, in that case, we, we actually did experiences where you're wearing a VR headset and then you just take them away. You know, it's distraction therapy. You take them away to a beautiful island or a nice landscape and music. Um, and that's actually being used uh, quite um quite a lot in now in, in, in many different treatment scenarios, distraction therapy to reduce anxiety, to reduce pain, because the brain really can only handle one thing at a time. So if you take it away to a different place and you, 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 know, you have that sense of presence, then the brain pretty much turns off what's happening in the real world. And, and it's an amazingly powerful tool uh, that, that helps patients. Uh, the other thing that we've, been, we've, we've done in the past is helping people uh, is with training, physician training on new medical devices and how they can be used. So we've done stuff with Medtronic. We're doing stuff uh, with, uh, with Boston Scientific as well to help physicians practice uh, procedures, uh, you know, before they have to go and do it themselves in a, in a, in a, in a real sense. Great. Yeah, we've been really interested to hear. I mean, we're focused more on the gaming side, but we always love to hear about VR being used, you know, in other uh, yeah. other fields as well. So that's really cool to hear about. There's a there's a book called VRX VRX mm. by Brennan Spiegel. Uh, I'll send you the link to that. Maybe you can include it. Which is basically he's out of Cedar Sinai, and they he studied five thousand case studies on how VR is being used as a as a virtual therapy, and they have a virtual. Uh, therapy institute at Cedar Sinai where people are getting treated using VR. Um, wow, it's a fantastic book, and uh, yeah, Brennan Spiegel has done a fantastic job of covering uh, VR for healthcare. You can think of it, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I, I'll yeah. definitely check that out. That sounds fascinating. Sure. Do you see your new audio solution being used? with those um, medical field applications? Um, I think it would be used uh, with the medical field applications or any kind of enterprise training applications uh, where you need to recreate the environment. Like in a medical scenario, if you're in the operation theater, you need to hear all the beeps and buzzes of equipment mm -hmm. around you um, to make the training more immersive. I mean, we've had studios tell us that it's not about how loud it is. It's, it's about how realistic it should be. Uh, it's not even what you're training them on. If you're on a factory floor, you want to hear all the nuances that are happening and it should be as realistic as possible. So yes, I, I, I do see a lot of uh, enterprise uh, training kind of education applications for this as well as the gaming. Yeah. Awesome. That's so exciting. <laughs> I, I want to say that I really appreciate that you're not just here talking about an upcoming product you have. It seems that you have a passion and a lot of knowledge about the VR industry as a whole. And that makes me even more excited to test these out because you see that when someone has a passion and they make a product, it fills the user's need most of the time. It does a good job. And it's not just, you know, this wasn't, you're not just here to make some money. You're trying to improve the experience for everyone. So I want to say a huge thank you for coming on and chatting today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It's great talking to you guys and, and, and yeah. Looking forward to, uh, you know, uh, sending you a product and, and getting your feedback. Uh, and, and we're here for the long run. So it's, you know, I've done several product companies and, uh, and it takes time. It takes a lot of effort and you said passion. So we want to solve the, we want to make VR great. That's our main thing. So, so thank you. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you there. That's what I'm looking for too. And of course, if you're out listening to the podcast right now, we're going to make sure that there's links in the descriptions and the show notes to everything so you can find more information on 
the headphones that are coming up, the face, your ears, we talked about any socials to follow them on as well. Uh, Nat, did you want to say anything else here? I'm just really excited. (laughs) I'm so excited to try these out. It just sounds so awesome. And it sounds like you all really looked at all. I mean, Jay had some, you know, a lot of questions that came up like, oh, what about this? What about this? And it just sounds like you guys thought about everything, even cable management which a lot of times kind of goes by the wayside and there's just cables going hanging down like it just sounds like you guys really thought of everything and thought of a solution and it sounds like it's going to be awesome i'm so excited to try and Uh, um, i think you'll love it i think you'll love it you'll enjoy it yeah yeah remember if you're out there listening to this podcast and you want to see some of these pictures on the screen that we were talking about what these look like as they're upcoming we do have the youtube channel that you can come over and check out or if you're on youtube already Make sure you're listening to us on every audio platform out there. We can, you can always find us and take us on the go. And when these do come out, we will have a follow-up episode here on the podcast and also on my JBrad YouTube channel of, of course, the unboxing, the full testing, and really give you an in-depth look at these. And thank you so much. We're really excited. We've uh, The podcast is doing great. Thanks to all of you listeners out there. So I just want to say, if you're out there and you're still thinking about getting into VR, it's fi- time to finally dive on in. in. Dive on in, love it. (laughs) These headphones are launching with an introductory price $240, which is a lot. And then once that introductory price drops, it's supposed to go up to $280 for a set of these. That's a lot of price.